Hi, I'm your host, Lillian Yang. And I'm your host, Fakri Shafai, and you are listening to Food Nonfiction. Hey, food buffs! Full disclosure, this episode is going to be a filler episode. As some of you know, Fakri and I are graduate students, and I have my thesis coming up on August 12th, so this episode had to be shorter. So, because we don't want to let our listeners down, you're going to get a mini episode this week. For those of you that are, have been, or know any grad students, I'm sure you're aware that the thesis Lillian is preparing for is a huge deal. So, Lillian, good luck, and I believe in you. Thank you, Fakri. To the food buffs, I will let you know if I pass, so stay tuned on Facebook or Twitter. This week, we're going to be talking quickly about deep-fried desserts. Recently, I was out for dinner at one of my favorite restaurants, and the reason it's one of my favorites is that it has these deep-fried desserts. It has deep-fried Mars bars and deep-fried bananas. This time, at the end of the night, my treat was the deep-fried banana over ice cream. And while I was eating it, I thought, where do deep-fried desserts come from? Well, as an American, I assume deep-fried desserts come from America because, <laughs> I mean, look at us. <laughs> no, we should, probably shouldn't post that one. I don't know. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I shouldn't rip on my country. <laughs> the only place I've ever seen deep-fried Mars bars are at county fairs when I went to them as a kid in California. But it turns out that fried desserts are actually way older than that. Um, There's even evidence that ancient Egyptians had fried cakes, and archaeologists have turned up what we think are fossilized fried dough in prehistoric Native American settlements. The history of modern fried desserts, though, begins in 19th century New York with the donut, then called oily cakes. That's a way less appealing name than donuts. Totally. Somebody says, would you like an oily cake? I'd be like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> exactly. Donuts are believed to have been invented by Elizabeth Gregory. She came up with the idea to give her son, who was a ship captain, and his crew pastries on their voyages. So she took deep fried dough, covered it with spices and lemon rinds, and put hazelnuts and walnuts in the center where sometimes the dough doesn't cook through. Dough and nuts. Get it? Her son... Captain Hanson Gregory claimed to have been the creator of the hole in the middle of the donut, though his reasoning for doing this was never verified. I never got the hole in the middle of the donut thing. Like, you're wasting room where you could be getting more sugar. Like, why do we even have that? But they're saying that the the center doesn't always cook through. Okay, so maybe he doesn't like nuts, so that's why he got rid of the center of it? I don't know. Whatever the reason, Mrs. Gregory's dessert did not catch on like wildfire like I had expected. Instead, it took until World War I for the donut to catch on. So, men that were serving in the trenches of France were given donuts by volunteers. When the men went back home, they took that lust for donuts with them, and the future of deep-fried desserts was well on its way. I know this is a total aside, but my favorite fried dough is a beignet, which is... French. I'm wondering if they actually gave beignets. Do you know beignet? Do you, have you ever I had one? Heard of the term probably from watching MasterChef. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like a think of a donut, but it's almost like a biscuit type donut. 
and it's coated in powdered sugar. The best ones, of course, are at Cafe Du Monde in New Orleans, which is basically everybody goes. And if you go, you're going to be covered in powdered sugar. So I love powdered sugar. Well, you could like roll around on the floor in this <laughs> place and wake up totally white. Um, I have done something similar because I grew up in a bakery. Since those very humble beginnings, deep fried desserts have come a long, long way. We've gone from deep fried dough to deep fried banana, which is what I had earlier this week, to deep fried candy bars, ice cream, butter, and now even Coke. But how does that all work? Wait a minute. Coke? As in like the soda? Deep fried How does that even happen? Here's how they do it. Let's take ice cream as the example. So normally you would expect that if you introduced ice cream to the heat of a fryer, it would just melt. And you would be right. So to get around this, the ice cream is frozen, well past the point where ice cream would usually freeze. When it's then dipped in the fryer surrounded by the batter, the extreme low temperature keeps it from melting, and what you get is a nice cold ice cream surrounded by a crispy, hot outer shell. Deep fried ice cream has been around a lot longer than I expected, some claiming it was invented during the 1893 Chicago World's Fair. That's the same place ice cream sundae was invented. There are other fried treats that are far more recent. Deep fried Mars bars were invented in 1995, and deep fried Coke came out in about 2006. So question, when they say deep fried Coke coming about in 2006, did they like just make a big like slushy ball out of the Coke and then freeze that? I would have looked deeper into this, but it's a filler episode. I just know that somebody deep fried Coke to win a competition, like a deep frying competition. That's all I know about the deep fried Coke. You'll have to look it up. Can I look real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Tell us. Tell us what you find. Okay. So it turns out that it's not really like Coke the liquid that's frozen. It's a Coca-Cola flavored batter that is then deep fried and topped with Coca-Cola syrup. I feel so cheated. I know, right? Like, I was thinking this was... Like a a snowball. Like like an enigma. Yeah, like... Like a deep fried snowball made of coke (laughs) (laughs) but no it's a coca-cola flavored batter and then they top that with syrup whipped cream cinnamon and sugar so apparently it was invented by abel gonzalez back at the state fair in texas in 2006 but here's the thing he also eventually created deep fried butter and deep fried beer i hope he's still alive (laughs) <laughs> one, would assume, <laughs> one would assume that he has uh, somebody else taste testing for him at least for part of the time otherwise i can't imagine what his arteries must look like i can't imagine <laughs> or dating him and having him cooking you dinner oh man be like oh sorry i didn't eat all day to prepare for the dessert <laughs> you're about to make me i climbed the grass grind 20 times <laughs> yeah i've saved up all my calories all week for this date <laughs> so there you go a little taste of the history and creation of deep fried desserts We wish we could go more in-depth to the topic, and maybe we will in a future episode. But for now, we have to sign off. 
Thanks again, Food Buffs. And please, if you have any crazy stories of deep fried desserts that you've either tried or made, share them with us. You can write us at feedback at foodnonfiction.com. We'll see you next time. Next week, we will be talking about how a food with nearly zero nutritional value becomes the primary food source for animals as amazing as giant pandas and apes.